Welcome to A Servant's Heartbeat. My name is Kristen. Thank you for listening and allowing myself as well as others that have been on the podcast with me the opportunity to share our heartbeat for the kingdom of God with you. So as you can tell from the title, our topic is going to be about wisdom. (laughs) And boy, do we ever need that right now, right? So many times throughout the New Testament, Jesus would give a parable and begin by saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto, and then he would go into the example or the parable. Well, one of those parables is of the 10 virgins. There were five wise and five foolish. So we're going to use this to lead us into a devotion or or topic about a relationship with wisdom, which ultimately is about our relationship with the Lord. So Matthew 25, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto 10 virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. I'm sure that you have heard or read this parable plenty of times, but has it ever occurred to you that there was no in-between, no in-the-middle kind of thing? There were either wise or there was the foolish, no riding the fence, so to speak. There was a separation and distinction by their actions, by their preparedness. The church is the bride of Christ. And and as a member of the body of Christ, I want to be prepared. I I don't want to be the foolish one, (laughs) you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, am I preparing to be Mrs. Wise or Mrs. Foolish? I will join myself to something. Remember, there was no in between for the 10 virgins. God created humanity with relationship in mind. So we're going to join ourselves to some kind of relationship. We've all made our foolish choices and mistakes, but I don't have to commit myself or bind myself to those ways. So again, we're created with relationship in mind. So that separation, that distinction, that preparedness is what works or what helps me develop my relationship with wisdom, more specifically, my relationship with God. What does the Bible say are are a few examples of some foolish situations? Well, in Numbers chapter 12, it talks about Aaron and Miriam and how they spake against Moses. So in this example, their conversation was foolish. It's what got them in trouble because they spake against Moses. So as a personal application, I kind of have to look at how is my conversation in general? Is it foolish? Am, Am I speaking wise things? And not just what I'm speaking, but what am I listening to? Am I listening to foolish conversation? Am I entertaining things that would be considered wise or things that would be considered foolish? Another example deals with our obedience. So in 1 Samuel chapter 13, Samuel said to Saul, you done foolishly. You haven't kept the commandment of the Lord thy God. So Saul's lack of obedience joined him 
to this being foolish by not keeping the commandment of the Lord and doing things his own way. So as a personal application, I look at myself and think, how would I describe my submission? How would I describe my obedience? Is it leaning towards wise? Is it leaning towards foolish? Are there habits that I'm establishing that are drawing me away from wisdom? Just something to think about in these two examples. Aaron and Miriam admitted that they were foolish, that they realized they messed up. I'd I'd undone wrong. (laughs) Saul, on the other hand, ended up making excuses. Me and my little flesh will try to justify just about anything. Proverbs 12.15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, trying to justify self, thinking, I'm all right, I'm okay. But when my ways are right in my own eyes, I can't embrace God's ways. So I may not always understand, but Lord, help me to embrace that your ways are truly higher than mine. I don't want to be seen or known as a fool. So those are some foolish examples, but I want to join myself to wisdom. I want to be Mrs. Wise, if you will, and not in a prideful sense of, oh, look at me, (laughs) I I be wise. (laughs) No, I want it to be seen as it's not about who I am as Mrs. Wise, but look who I have joined myself to, the giver of all wisdom. When someone looks at the choices that I make in difficult and trying situations, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see my Jesus. It's about who I am joining myself to. So what can I do? What can we do to work on our relationship with wisdom? Well, Psalms 90 and 12 says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. There's an application process to wisdom. Paint ain't no good in the bucket. You have to apply it. So teach me, Lord, how to apply myself unto wisdom. Teach me to set my focus in the right direction. Foolish choices and seasons. Yes, we can find ourselves in a season or a a habit of just, or a cycle really of making not so smart choices. And that can take up time. Have you ever wasted time trying to assemble something without instructions, without wisdom? Let it sink in my heart, God, that I don't have time to waste on this earth. Every day I want to be precious because you've given it. It's it's a gift from you. The end is drawing nigh. So now is the time to apply my heart to wisdom. But Lord, teach me. Psalms 11 and 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. There's something to be said for obedience. The fear of the Lord, that reverence of doing and perhaps enduring things that we don't understand just yet and possibly may never understand. Obeying just because that's what I've been asked to do. And, and that obedience, it's just the beginning. Somewhere in that doing, and again, perhaps enduring, we eventually find, as this verse says, a good understanding simply because we obeyed. Think about that song that says, we'll understand it better by and by. 
Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Brother Petrie was with us last week on the podcast and explained this verse as well, or talked about this verse and how relationship comes with a cost. Ecclesiastes 7.12, for wisdom is a defense and money is a defense, but the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Money can buy a lot of things, but wisdom can bring something into my life that money cannot afford. Proverbs 2 and 6, for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Oh, to talk with the one that giveth wisdom. What a friend we have in Jesus. That song says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. But let's apply that to wisdom. What wisdom has been forfeited because we missed something in our relationship with the Lord? The main point I want us to get to is in Proverbs chapter 3. Starting at verse 13, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding for the merchandise. There's that cost of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things. I think we got to repeat that part and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. How many times have you felt, I just wish I knew what to do. <laughs> I, I need wisdom. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to handle this situation. I, I don't know the solution to this problem. We end up in situations in our homes, at church, at work, and sometimes there just seems to be no clear-cut solution. We've done everything we can think of to problem solve, to make things better, to work things out. We've thought inside the box, outside the box, and around the box, and still no real solution. Sometimes these difficult situations and things that God has promised or said he would do can almost become a blinding focus. And by that, I mean it's, it's such a big problem in our life that it's all we think about. It's constantly on our mind. And difficult situations can tend to be in-your-face situations. Like, how can you not think about this, you know? Sometimes during this process of seeking and looking for wisdom and answers, it just it becomes difficult and it's hard. And we may even find ourselves really discouraged, <laughs> trying to find that solution, trying to endure the fight or the battle or even the pain. We know wholeheartedly and believe wholeheartedly that God is able to provide answers and solutions, but we're human and sometimes our faith can take a hit when we don't quite see the answer or the results that we're believing or hoping so deeply in, especially when we've expended all we know to do. So, whether it's an answer, a solution, direction, a promise, whatever it is, perhaps amongst those examples, you can personally pinpoint and relate to, yeah, I'm looking for answers. Yes, I need wisdom in this situation. Yes, I need direction about this. Well, looking back at verse 15 in Proverbs 3, it said, 
all, not some, not part, but all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Talking about wisdom. So that answer, that solution, that promise that I desire can't be compared to wisdom and understanding. Imagine putting your problem on one side of a scale and wisdom and understanding on the other. (laughs) There ain't no comparison. And this isn't to belittle our problem and our needs, but could it serve as a reminder of what the true focus in the problem should be? Or should I say who the focus should be? So with that in mind, something to think about. Can I desire wisdom and understanding more than I desire answers to my problems or my questions? Can I weep over the need for wisdom and understanding in the bride of Christ, the church, God's harvest, more than I weep over my unanswered prayers? There's nothing wrong with desiring those needs. We all have them prayers and promises. I feel like God wants to answer them probably more than we even realize, but possibly what we maybe don't always realize is the eternal connection between his answer and the relationship that is formed in the process of seeking him. In this case, for wisdom. So could it be in the midst of seeking him for wisdom about a situation, I begin to draw closer to him? I heard someone say it once that it was storms that brought me to God, and it's storms that are bringing me closer to God. So again, could it be that your situation that you need wisdom in is what is bringing you to your knees, but beneath the surface, it's forming a deeper and closer walk with the Lord. So let's skip down from verse 15 and go to verse 21. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So it said, don't let them depart from your eyes. When you're going somewhere, you, you look where you're going or, or you're, you're going to fall. <laughs> so you, you have an aim. Your eyes are looking at where you're headed. I don't want my eyes to depart from the giver of wisdom and understanding. But honestly, how many things distract my aim towards wisdom and understanding? To connect this with the parable in Matthew, how many things distract me from making sure there is oil in the lamp? I see situations a whole lot better when my eyes, my main focus is on the Lord and not letting my problem, what I need a solution to, become a blinding situation. Continuing in Proverbs, let's flip over to chapter 4, verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. (laughs) Talk about wisdom taking care of a situation. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. I think that one's kind of worth repeating too. (laughs) Wisdom is the principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she'll promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Lord, teach me to embrace your ways. She'll give to thine head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory. Shall she deliver to thee? Along this journey, during this wait, during the process, whatever it is to you, there is something I need to get. I want my answer, no doubt, but greater than my answer. Remember that comparison. Wisdom and understanding is so much greater. I want to keep the main thing, the main thing. I don't want to let my problems become a blinding focus to where I can't even see God in a situation. In my situation, I want to see God, not let other things blind me from seeing him. So we're all familiar with the story of when God appeared to Solomon at night and he asked, what shall I give thee? So in 2 Chronicles 1 and 7, it says, In that night did God appear unto Solomon, and he said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. So here's what Solomon said. Give me now wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people? That is so great. Hopefully I'm not reading too much into Solomon's answer, but, but here's something to think about as you were in the midst of your situation or problem where you need wisdom. So Solomon's answer had two parts, wisdom and the Lord's people. He said, this thy people, that is so great. So I read this and I can't help but to think about how this applies to the Lord's harvest and the kingdom of God. As a servant of the Lord, I want to be after his heart. I want to be in tune with what is on his heart. So, Luke 10 and 2, Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great. Kind of reminds me of what Solomon said, Thy people, that is so great. Continuing in Luke 10, But the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. So Solomon asked for wisdom to be effective among the people, a harvest, if you will, that is so great. So if you're in the midst of a situation or problem where you need wisdom, seek the giver of all wisdom. Remember, nothing is to be compared to it. Our our problems, our circumstances can seem like a blinding focus. But if we can keep our eyes on God, or as Matthew 6 and 33 tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all the questions, all the answers, all the problems, all the troubles. God, I'm looking for a solution. I need wisdom. Well, here it is. Seek the kingdom first. Seek me first and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Lord, help us to labor in wisdom and seek your kingdom.